0: Hey, guys, well, we just got off a podcast with ourselves and we talked about one of the most important things that we love to talk about all the time, and that is optimizing your sleep because it's such a critical factor in your extraordinary health.
1: Mm -hmm. It really is one of those main factors that will affect how you think, how you um, do life and how much energy you have. So it's so important to understand why it might be disrupted. And so we're going through all the different things and the different reasons and giving you guys some biohacks that you can incorporate into your life today.
0: Yeah, this is something that's been affecting Sonia for quite some time since since being a mom. And it's been sort of a, a lingering, ongoing conversation as I'm sure it is for many of you. It tends to be one of the first conversations in the morning and it tends to be one of the things like oh i wish i would have done that again last night because that thing actually made a huge difference and so you know while discussing a lot of the root cause or underlying reasons for why we not, may not be sleeping well we did get into some of the things that we like to do and we think that uh you should do or you could do and we would love to hear from you on what it is that you're doing to optimize your sleep because this tends to be like a certain key for everybody that once you get that key in the lock like you've got to figure it out and sometimes there's a discovery process for it.
1: Yeah so share your insights with us because we're always looking for new things, new hacks, new sleep hygiene protocols that maybe work for you and we haven't discovered yet.
0: Yeah so tune in and let us know what you think and here's to an amazing night's sleep. Welcome to the Health Ignited podcast with your hosts Dr. Nick and Sonia Jensen.
1: We are partners, parents, business partners, doctors, yoga teachers, and retreat leaders.
0: We promise to bring you real conversations to awaken and ignite your potential to live your best life possible.
1: Join us each week as we dive into topics varying from brain health, biohacking, hormones, and longevity, to
0: relationships, parenting, meditation, and more.
1: Together, creating community and building stronger foundations for the generations to come.
0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to another episode of Health Ignited with Dr. Sonia Jensen and myself. And today we actually received a pretty exciting present, and it's sitting right behind us. For those of you who are listening in on audio and you don't see the video, Dr. Sonia Jensen has her advanced reader copy of her book, which is due to be released on December seventh. Uh, but we've got a stack of advanced reader copies sitting behind us, and. How are you feeling?
1: I'm um, excited, nervous, wanting to cry, <laughs> lots of different emotions. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, it's been quite the ride.
0: Yeah. So, so you managed to do this whole book during pandemic and uh, kids and life with me. It's not we're, it's not always roses and rainbows. Sometimes you don't sleep dreams. well.
1: Yeah, lots of various different factors for sure. But it was something that's been on my heart for a long time. And I noticed that the minute I sat down to write, the words were just going kind to of flow. So there were definitely challenges, but at the same time, thinking back now it was just super easy because it, the words needed to come out.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to read it mm-hmm. on like actual paperback. Mm-hmm. Or am I allowed to?
1: I don't know if you can touch it yet because okay. the oil's from our hands right yeah so just 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 for them (laughs) (laughs) oh that's
0: so good well you know it's it's definitely led to some sleepless nights Mm -hmm. uh lots of thinking lots of vulnerability uh lots of like deep inner work was coming out of you in in writing Mm -hmm. uh which you know so today we're gonna be talking about sleep and um but maybe just tie in with a little bit of that
1: Yeah, you know, when we're processing, I think sleep really is that time where our subconscious is activated and trying to process a lot of different things for us. So our emotions, our environments, our everything that we're ingesting from our environment, from the stuff that we're watching on TV, maybe right before bed, from the foods that we're eating, from all the various different things that are around us, we're trying to digest it all in that uh, rest and digest period at nighttime. And when things are getting kind of bubbled up in our system, sometimes we will be awakened um, at certain times of nights. And we all know with Chinese medicine, there's certain uh, periods of the night that are related to certain organ systems. So then we take that a step further of like what emotions are tied to that organ. And maybe there's some unresolved emotions that are showing up and waking us up at the certain time of night
0: yeah so let's, let's talk about that a little bit because not sleeping well messes with mm-hmm. pretty much every aspect of your life you know it affects people's mood their ability to like connect to other people to not feel irritable uh, i mean there's so many variables that affect you know your your hormones uh to the foods that you choose and even the behavior of your brain the, the, the inflammatory mechanism that can happen as a result of just not sleeping well and then we may, don't make those good decisions and then you know our healing plan doesn't even work as well you know because that's that's a huge time that we heal so it can be a huge thorn in someone's side when that sleep is not optimal
1: yeah I think it's the the thing that dictates so much of who we are and what we do and then therefore dictating our life and I remember when we had our first son saying to you that we've just committed to five years of no sleep And here we are year 10. And it's so much better. And also, I think your body gets into this um, rhythm and this pattern. And especially for parents that are listening, it's like your ears are always on all hours of the night. So you hear just a little bit of something and you think it's one of your children and instantly you're awake. And for some, you could probably go back to sleep a lot quicker than definitely I can. Um, But that, you know, it creates this fogginess that we then move through life with and imagine all the people in the world that are moving through this fog and having to make life decisions.
0: So Sonia also had a few concussions yeah and uh, and that's been like adding to the fogginess right and Mm -hmm. you had you're you're doing a little performance the other day and uh, fell down dancing and it's just it's interesting because then when there's a repetitive head injury it's like, it ta- and, and then you have like a little tweak, it'll take you further down that, that rabbit hole uh, faster than maybe um, you would think or you'd consider just based on like maybe a small little, you know, uh, funny movement that, that tweaked, you know, your spinal column, your, the muscle structure, even that like, almost like a post-traumatic stress response. I know sometimes even when I brake in the car more aggressively than maybe uh, Sonia would like it just brings up all these like traumas from a car accident mm-hmm. and all those things become like another stress into the neurocircuitry, the neuro hormonal system of the body. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, why don't we break down some of these like core things that can be a problem for a sleep interruption. And we just mentioned like head injuries is obviously it could be a really big one because your whole communication system from hormone and neuropeptides into the body is effective, but what, what are some of the other big ones?
1: Mm-hmm. So it's one stressor. And I think just stress in general, if you're living a life where you're having to rush through the day and you have all these appointments and schedules and things that you're moving through throughout the day, your body is stuck in that sympathetic state. And if we don't have proper sleep hygiene and we don't shift out of that state into a more parasympathetic that actually allows the body to sleep, Um, those hormones, like the cortisol and the melatonin, our circadian rhythm is completely thrown off. So that's one, I think that's probably one of the biggest stresses on sleep.
0: It's definitely the most repetitive, Mm -hmm. right? Because we're constantly, you know, stuck in future time or our past and we keep maybe recapitulating an event inside of our head or keep preparing in anticipation for something that is yet to come. And it, it could be, you know, a really problematic, you know, ongoing tape that just keeps playing and and that affects our cortisol levels our insulin levels our 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 desire for craving and to like fill in that emotional void with our foods you know there's so many different behavioral adaptations that show up as a result of uh, that chronic repetitive stress patterning Mm -hmm. right
1: yeah yeah and when you know when that's happening often um we just kind of move through it thinking this is just life and I think that's the awareness we really want to bring to all of you listeners um, is to start kind of noticing and being curious about your day and how that day is impacting then your night. Yeah
0: So so we mentioned traumatic brain injuries so or the repetitive trauma of ongoing emotional uh, circumstances that we keep playing out in our head. Uh, hormones, that's another mm-hmm. big one, which are being affected by the food that we eat, but also maybe the stage of life that you're in, um, the toxic, you know, toxicity stressors that you're under that are affecting your hormones. Uh, what are some of those other like big monumental hormonal,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, imbalances that can show up?
1: Yeah. So the big one, like we mentioned is the cortisol melatonin. So we need cortisol in the morning, but we need it to decline, um, during the night so that melatonin can rise between nine and 11 PM. And often people are going to sleep later than 11 PM. And that kind of tells the body that you're still awake. So it's going to give you more of that cortisol. So now it's putting pressure on your adrenals. Now for women, you may notice if you're still having a cycle that a week before your cycle, all of a sudden you have insomnia and you're waking up at a certain time of night. And when we are low in progesterone, which is the other big hormone that our nervous system needs to feel at ease, that hormone is converting into cortisol if we're not sleeping well or if we're under stress. And we have all these other elements at play. So this is where that hormonal insomnia will show up where a week before it's really challenging to sleep or actually stay asleep. You may fall asleep because you're just fatigued from the day, but then you're waking up between like one and three and then staying up for hours. Mm-hmm.
0: And, that, and that one's so common, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's another big one. And obviously, that's also being affected by many different things. I think it's important to understand hormones are an adaptive response. So they're responding to your internal environment, your external environment or external circumstances. And obviously, with women, there's that cyclical aspect to hormonal uh, rhythm. And then with with men, we're a little bit more volatile in our our day to day secretions of testosterone, which is You know, I think it's called like irritable man syndrome, where we can be up and down. You can ask us a question and, you know, 30 minutes later, you get a a completely different response than maybe you got the first time, which which maybe you weren't so satisfied with.
1: Yeah, okay. lots of different things. And so I think the other big one is the insulin factor, right? So mm-hmm. you spoke about food. So if your insulin is high, then these other hormones that need to rise to help us sleep and our nervous system are going to be declining, because our body is busy moving or shunting that glucose, that blood sugar from your bloodstream into your cells. So if you're eating late at night, that's a huge one that's going to disrupt your circadian rhythm. Mm mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, even just we, we talk about this all the time, even with that length of that meal window, you know, for if we're, if we're just insulin resistant in general, where we're not really going to have good control over insulin, even if we've eaten earlier at night. So getting to the underlying reason for why insulin resistance is there and, you know, doing the first thing containing that meal window and, you know, not eating at least three to maybe even four, depending on how resistant that you are with insulin uh, for three to four hours before bedtime. Super important. And um, so what about stimulants, you know, can people have stimulants in their day, you know, caffeine, tea, those kind of things? What do you think about that, those in regards to sleep?
1: Yeah, so I think if you're having them early morning, that's fine. If your body is able to process the, the caffeine well, so that's really dependent on how your liver is functioning. And if you methylate well, and there's a few factors that will tell you um, whether or not you're able to have caffeine for women, if you're in a state of estrogen dominance um, most likely your body isn't doing a very good job of releasing that caffeine and your liver is having a more challenging time. So that's one indication that maybe you want to go to decaf or have a different kind of, um, drink in the morning for those that have tea, uh, tea is amphoteric. Is that the right word? Mm -hmm. So it will give you what you need. If you need to, um, you know, have more energy, it's going to give you that more of that caffeinated response. If you need to relax, it's also going to give you that. So it kind of works both ways. So some people are fine, but we like to do rooibos tea in the evenings so that it's actually more helpful for your nervous system and helps to relax and golden milk and adding fats to your um, maybe nighttime routine can be helpful. And we have a YouTube video on how to make golden milk at nighttime so that you guys can enjoy that.
0: Mm-hmm. And the and YouTube video on how to make ghee.
1: Yes, so that you Which can you add, add that adding, ghee yeah. into your drink. Yes.
0: Yeah, definitely. So that's that's a big one for for caffeine and the half life of caffeine is eight hours to, to process through the body. So, you know, if you are uh, having a difficult difficult time sleeping, you want to you know make sure you're at least stopping any caffeine beverages. You know, maybe before eleven, even in the morning. Um, earlier is better. And you know, if if you were to take it a step further and get some sort of wearable or trackable device, like say, or ring or. I mean there's lots of different fitness apps and things like that where people are using to track sleep and you can look at that as a data uh, driven sort of uh, uh, objective to see if you, if that caffeine in your system or if you're drinking it later in the evening, what that does to your deep sleep, your REM sleep, your light sleep, your wake ups all those things and so you know sometimes getting you know some information about your sleep can actually be really helpful. Another one we put down here was um, just basic sleep hygiene so like what could like an optimal sleep rhythm look like for somebody you know we kind of mentioned the food that was one of the things we talked about the caffeine what are what are a couple other sleep hygiene maybe hacks that people can implement
1: mm-hmm. yeah so finding some ways to get into that parasympathetic state so for one person that might be reading for another person it's going to be stretching or doing some yoga postures where you're lifting your legs and putting them against the wall so that you're in these restorative postures to help blood flow and also just for your nervous system to relax and your vagus nerve get a little bit more activated and just being able to release the day for somebody else it might be journaling um, having a gratitude journal of what successes you had that day or maybe it's a journal dump where you're just dumping all your thoughts and all the different things that are on your mind all the to-do lists so that it's out it's on paper and you can then move into sleep in a different state For somebody else, it might be a breath exercise or listening to one of those brain tap audios that we love. Um, So there's lots of different things that you can incorporate into a routine, and it doesn't have to be long. It can be literally three to five minutes. It could even be while you're brushing your teeth. I've told some patients, when you're brushing your teeth, maybe put on some meditation music at that time. So then you're doing both at the same time, and once you get into bed, maybe you're, you're just taking three deep breaths. And that alone is going to change your state. So anything that's going to allow you to change your state before going into the dream world. So you're actually releasing that day and then inviting the new one that's about to come, I think, is going to shift how well your sleep or like how deeply you can sleep that night.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to be really intentional about our sleep and um, create a a healthy habit around it, because. You know, for the most for the most part, you know, having a healthy rhythm during the day sets us up for success during the day. So why not have a healthy rhythm at nighttime? And to mm-hmm. be honest, like if you're tuning in and and you are have struggled with sleep, no doubt you've tried everything, <laughs> the quote unquote you like you've tried everything. Mm-hmm. And so you know, probably for many people they've already nailed down some of these things, but maybe for some of you maybe haven't quite got there there's definitely things to add in like you know it could even be blackout curtains or it could be making sure the technology is out of your room maybe it's a cold shower before bed maybe it's a hot bath you know playing with temperature too can be a, a great way to to you know again calm the nervous system or, or offer a bit of a, a change so your body has to adapt uh, i sometimes like cold just because I know the body likes to be colder at night. I mean, that's definitely easier in the summertime, of course, but you know, temperature can play a significant role on sort of resetting that, that vagal uh, stimulation in the body.
1: Yeah. And something that's worked for me in the winter time is uh, weighted blankets. Mm-hmm. So that was a game changer and also blue light blockers. So those of you that are watching the video and um, not listening, probably saw that I put my blue light blockers on while we were recording because my, Post concussion stuff, um, I'm noticing that if I have just a little bit of time on screen, I start getting a headache and last night a headache woke me up. So I'm just being more aware and conscious that I need these on all day now. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, if if we go through our day thinking about, you know, uh, thinking more about recovery in, in all of our healing plans, then sleep has to be one of those foundational tools that really put a lot of attention on and intention into. So I think, you know, these sleep hygiene habits are are just crucial. And so let's talk a little bit about supplementation. Obviously we're in a podcast. We're not, you know, we're not consulting with you right now but we're just going to talk about some of the things we found to be really helpful for us mm-hmm. and you know feel free to share you know if it's youtube put some comments and what you found to be helpful for you um, but when we start off with your supplementation regimen at nighttime, time
1: mm-hmm. so magnesium is one that can be really supportive for your nervous system some people need melatonin and that's like a whole other topic that we need to talk about with when it comes to dosing and some of the other research that's been done on melatonin and then for some people, it's going to be nervines like flower or chamomile or zisyphus is another beautiful one, too. So there's many many out there that one can use but it's very very dependent on what your body needs Um, many individuals will feel more wired and tired at night that's why it's hard for them to relax so adaptogens throughout the day can be supportive like ashwagandha is a really nice one that you can even add into your smoothie if you get a powder or just have on a regular basis because it works on so many different things so just knowing yourself a little bit more and doing some more inquiry will give you an idea of what What is going to work best for you? There's been nights where I've taken too much GABA or too much melatonin, and then I'm groggy in the morning. Mm -hmm. So, really understanding your rhythm and what you need. And then you know, going back to understanding your rhythm through your cycle. If you're a menstruating woman, if you're a menopausal woman, sleep is also going to be a challenge because of your hormones. So inquiring about what's, what are my hormone levels? What are some minerals that I'm missing? Am I getting enough fats throughout the day? So having some healthy fats before bed will also be supportive.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some really, really good ones. I mean, those are the common ones Uh, A lot of people may be even trying CBD and, you know, Mm -hmm. for some people that works really well, the, you know, theanine or GABA, some of the other amino acid type support tools. So there's a lot of things out there. And and what I often tell people is, is you throw the kitchen sink at your sleep, meaning that you do whatever you need to do to make it work for you. And obviously, we don't want to become dependent on anything. But what we hope that we can all do is anchor into our lifestyle habits as much as we can. Get to some of these underlying reasons for why we're not sleeping well, and then use these, you know, supplementation tools or nutrition tools as ways to just, you know, support and optimize. And then, if you know, if you're into it, then you go go ahead and track your sleep because just knowing more about yourself, you know, know thyself is a, is an amazing process to really help help to understand and uncover what's actually the
1: obstacle, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and then we all make mistakes. Like I know the mistakes I've made, especially when I was sleep deprived for so long, I would have that one night of really good sleep. Now all of a sudden I can do everything the next day. I can pile in all the things, all the appointments and all the to-do lists because I have all this energy that I haven't experienced before. So being mindful of the process, I think is really important um, so that you're not packing your days up when you all of a sudden do get that burst of energy because it's exciting. It's exciting to be able to play longer with the kids or do the projects that need to be done and just get things checked off. But then we just get ourselves back into that cycle again of adrenal fatigue and being wired and tired and all the things that led us to not sleeping well in the first place
0: yeah it's actually funny seeing you after an iv because after you get an iv it's like whoa i can Son- do things Son is here <laughs>
1: yeah
0: and yeah it really wakes her up i mean uh if it wasn't for her challenging veins uh, we'd be doing more ivs on you, mm-hmm. you uh, but you know it. there's a role for these sort of bow hacks right and, and i don't know if iv therapy Completely falls in the world of biohacking. But I guess technically it does because you're optimizing your nutrition levels and bypassing digestion. Uh, but you know, red light has been a really wonderful tool for resetting that circadian clock. Um, obviously detoxification is a big part of that process. So it could be saunas and things like that to help, you know, move that stuff uh, that's getting stored in our body and our fatty cell membranes and our brain and our thyroid or other areas of the body where toxicity is building up, you know, lowering the toxicity bucket brings down the inflammation in the body, which means that your body's going to be able to recover more effectively. Um, lots of tools there as well. Mm
1: -hmm. I was going to say reason being because we're dumping all our toxins at night. Mm -hmm. So if there is a full bucket and we're having to dump a lot, that too will wake you up. And the other reason is our brain. So in our brain, we have a lymphatic system called the glymphatics and they drain at nighttime. So we're like literally detoxifying our brains at nighttime, which is going to help your memory. It's going to help focus. It's going to help with all the things that's necessary to move through life in an non-frustrated and irritable way so we need that sleep so all these things make a huge difference so then what are like the top five things that people can do because we just threw a bunch of stuff at Mm -hmm. them
0: (laughs) yeah and this won't be necessarily root cause discovery this is more like little little i guess hacks Mm -hmm. right um so i'd say the first thing is is make sure you're hydrated earlier in the day and, and try to stop i'd say if you're caffeine sensitive definitely stop that as early as you can and i would say I even cut it out for a little while you know so many people are so addicted to their habits that they they don't even consider that as an option but if you're having sleep difficulty just you got to get rid of caffeine for a period of time right mm-hmm. so i'd say look at look at your lifestyle and see where the stimulant is and i'd say that'd be step number one and i'd put sugar in that category mm-hmm. too
1: and what I'd add to that step number one is stimulant, even in what you're watching mm-hmm. and what you're engaging in, what conversations you're engaging in, what you're allowing into that energetic space is also something to um, really think about. Yeah. And then step number two for me would be, um, you know, your evening meal should consist more of healthy fats and protein rather than carbohydrates. So that you're setting yourself up for that low insulin and better um, optimal digestion before bed.
0: Yeah. And I'd say number three would be doing something with that mental uh, repetition. So maybe that's um, doing a little breathing exercises. Maybe that's massaging the vagus nerve and just really creating sort of a... a Decompression type routine at nighttime, something to just reset the nervous system. And it could be, you know, brain tap audios or other things, guided meditation, like you said, some music, but something to create that um, de stressing in, in the nervous mm-hmm. system.
1: Yeah. And number four for me were, would be to list or say out loud your successes for that day and how you are grateful for yourself and what you did that day.
0: Mm-hmm. And lastly i would experiment with some of the supplementation you know mm-hmm. again like, like i said we can't diagnose or treat on a podcast um not that we do that we always make recommendations based on what's going on for that unique individual but um there's some things so simple like even increasing your magnesium at night time or something along those lines that can have a huge impact uh and again magnesium just just a, a quick um you know note on that one is that it's one of the most commonly depleted nutrients in the body and it's just so specific for for allowing the smooth muscle to relax helping the blood to flow helping your your muscles you know it's i mean it's it's really about relaxation and helping all your enzyme processes do their job so magnesium is a big one i'd say if you haven't that's a really benign nutrient to to add in and turns out magnesium three and eight seems to be the best one Mm -hmm. for sleep Uh, but there are you know mixed versions of magnesium um, that we've used and we really like actually we can put a link for the one that we use mm-hmm. in in the show notes
1: yeah absolutely so those are your hacks for sleep um, and understanding how important sleep is and we do understand that people's lifestyles are all different all around the world and sometimes the mom that has the little kids or the dad has only nighttime to finish what they're doing so if we can just you know understand the ramifications of that and knowing what that can do um, we can make better choices for the days that are available to you where you can adjust your routine
0: yeah so we would love to hear from you guys let us know what you're doing to optimize your sleep what are some of the obstacles you've found what are some corrections that you've made or some lifestyle supplementation whatever it may be we want to hear from you guys uh and and yeah let us know how things are going so Thanks for tuning in. This was a a podcast with just Dr. Sonia and myself. Obviously, we didn't have a guest this week. Uh, Lots more guests to come, but if you have topics that you want to hear, please reach out uh, or or guest speakers that you want us to have a chat with, uh, to fill your ears with uh, at some point during your your amazing day. Uh, Just please reach out and let us know. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Ignited Podcast.